Hello, welcome everybody back to Down to Watch. Hello. I got Dan with me as usual. My name is Raul. Uh, but it being December, I know it's December because we already did the upcomings for December. That's yeah. how I know what month we're in. Yeah. Uh, smart. We're all getting ready to receive presents, right? That's what's important. Uh, yes. And what gift could the Down to Watch audience get that's better than having a third voice on the microphone making mm. everybody's Christmas dreams come true. We got Yanni. What's up, Yanni? Hi, everybody. There and he if is. Yanni's here, we're definitely talking about something from the House of Mouse, the big Disney uh, uh, streaming and theater machine. Uh, I, would, I would say Disney. I would say Marvel. Uh, I would say yeah. Star Wars, if it wasn't all of them, if we weren't talking about a little bit of everything, uh, this is going to be mostly a show about Andor. Uh, but before we get into Andor, it being Christmas, we had to get a little Christmas special in. Uh, they just dropped the, uh, what's this called? Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. That sounds right. Holiday special, it. maybe? I yeah. think they might call it holiday. Oh, holiday special might be right. I uh, right. But... A, ho a holiday special. Really? Okay. There you go. They do say yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays at the very end of the show. I was curious how they would address the Starbucks of it all. And uh, sure enough, both were addressed. So originally when uh, I heard about the Guardians doing a holiday thing, I think you guys did too probably, right? Like rumor yes. of it or that they were filming it or yeah. whatever. And I thought it was going to be more like, I mean, it's hard because it's not going to be, it's directed by James Gunn. He's mm -hmm. in, he's the main man, writer, director. So he's going to make something quality. Um, but uh, what comes to mind is the Star Wars holiday right. special, right? When you think so, of yeah. that. Yeah. James Gunn is the, James Gunn is the director of the other two movies. Um, the third one too, right? Yep. And, one. uh, and they, uh, yeah, they trust him with this property. So you're right to be like pretty comfortable with him behind the the wheel. But yeah, the Star Wars Christmas special is considered one of the worst, if not the worst piece of uh, mm -hmm. product yeah. that Star Wars ever put out uh, to the point where it's like beloved for its awfulness, yeah. right? It was there jumping the shark, mm -hmm. but it didn't tank the franchise but no it did it, yeah off of it for you know a decade or so well just went straight to tv supposedly oh yeah it was know, straight to tv done. thing right yeah and then it's in the age when like things weren't you know they didn't really go they from tv to like home video or something yeah, yeah exactly yep uh and, but i think a lot of the love of boba fett came from that from that because there's an animated oh, yeah. uh, section of it that's uh yeah. very that's animated the same way that uh the sections with um oh what's his name what's yeah. the uh yondu, yondu. the yondu oh, sections okay. the, the same way those are animated so oh, they're clearly making a point of saying this is like the christmas special 
of yeah. uh, you know the Star Wars Christmas special in that it has these very cheesy bits throughout, and it does. It's like cheesy on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, yeah, I didn't know that about the Star Wars thing. But real quick, is that thing even on um, Disney Plus? I don't think so, right? I think they didn't. Didn't they okay. just like? At one point, like, I thought they said they were going to put it on there or something, but then ultimately, do we know? Is yeah, I think it is actually. Oh, really? I'm going to go look for that real quick too. Yeah, I'm while, while Dan's looking for that. Uh, Yanni, what would you think of the of the Christmas special as a whole? Um, on the whole, uh, you know, I, actually, I, I really liked it. It was um, it was very touching, um, funny, uh, you know, the the cheese was there, but not from like a third person. Like, well, this is cheesy. Like, no, they were going for the cheese and mm-hmm. they, and, um, and yeah, it didn't seem like an offshoot. Cause I mean, obviously you have the guardians three coming out. So they're, you know, we're full budgeted for this. It wasn't just like a one-off and like, Oh, we'll never hear from them again. So it was on that same wave. And, and, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. One thing I noticed is that the opening sequence, the with the Marvel Studios, what do you call that? Oh, the logo. Yeah. So you know, like, do you see all the different letters and there's all the facts? Yeah, and and they often like change it depending on the movie that it is. I heard that the one in front of Wakanda Forever is actually very beautiful. Oh, a very beautiful, yeah. Like uh, memorial to the actor. Yes, and it's actually uh, in no, it's complete. It's in silence, and um, when I went to see it on the Thursday uh, prior to the the day before the official uh, launch, but it was um, yeah, it was, you couldn't. It was like just dead quiet. But uh, they show um, something <laughs> that could be a spoiler for the oh like, in <laughs> in the you know in the letters. I didn't notice it. In oh, really? Oh, okay. For the Christmas special, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm like, when did this come out? Like a little after, so Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Maybe I think what it they did show maybe maybe widely known by now, like about just um who's taking the mantle of Black Panther, but right. Oh, I didn't it, even notice it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You get that answered in that little splash there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they didn't they do something a little bit different too, or was it it's just a standard Marvel was there anything else different? In it about the you know opening, or yeah, maybe that was the oh, only. It was just a Christmas. I movie. might not. I, yeah, I might not have noticed that, their house band for the for the for the. Uh-huh. Um, um, they were you know singing their song. I did enjoy the oh, music. Oh right. That yeah, was it was good. good. Yeah, it was interesting. I did not realize it was going to be a musical. Uh, you guys should know right. that if you haven't seen that, the listener, uh, that this is a musical show uh, this Christmas or this holiday special. Uh, the old 97s is the uh, it's kind of like a power pop band that they've got uh, kind of. Yeah, like you said, it's basically the house band for the uh, for the episode. Uh, they're a good time. They have a, an original. They have one original song about, you know, Christmas is or humans are aliens and Christmas is here. Right. Uh, that's freaking catchy as hell. Yeah. The little chorus of like humans are so weird, Christmas time is here. Yeah. It's pretty it's pretty fun. And would they say that they just like found those instruments like the day before or something? Yeah, like, something? and they can and play like, them expertly. Oh, wow. and yeah. There's a lot of those jokes throughout. Um Rocket even makes a fourth wall breaking joke at the end where he says, Oh, I guess we're gonna have to have another special. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, there's a couple of jokes like that throughout the throughout the thing that kind of break the reality, but for the fun of what we're having, what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. 
What? Okay, so we have, um, I mean, if you've been playing, um, was it Six Degrees with Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Uh, you are like basically- You've connected everyone now. Everyone is connected. Yeah, <laughs> like gonna keep the game going for at least another century. But um, uh-huh. what movie was he watching at home? Uh, oh, he was watching the Elf? the Heat Miser, the Heat Miser, and the. It wasn't no, Elf, he, was it? It was oh, like an animated. I heard the the Rankin Bass um, vocals. Was he watching oh. a movie about someone watching the Rankin Bass specials? He was. Watching. He was like laughing though too, right? <laughs> Which was weird because the part where the where the narrator was talking about was a sad part of the movie. And he was like laughing, and I kept thinking, "This is strange." He's does. Yeah. I think he doesn't. They didn't tell him what part of the movie would be playing <laughs> when he'd be watching it, so he's right. just like laughing, like "Ha ha!" I love Christmas stuff, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that was strange. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna look that up while you guys keep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. find it. We should probably set up what the setup of the of the whole premise is. It's basically uh, Chris Pratt, uh, Peter Quill, Star Lord, all the same person. Uh, has oh. been having a bummer of a time recently, and uh, remind me, is that what's his, is that the director's brother? Yeah, Sean Gunn. Oh, okay. Uh, Sean Gunn playing Craglin uh, remembers a story oh, right. about how uh, Michael Rooker's Yondu, uh, who was basically his adopted father, was growing up, ruined Christmas for him, and so uh, Mantis uh, and Drax decide to throw together a Christmas for him as quickly as possible. And the best thing they could think of doing is to get his hero as a gift. His hero being uh, Kevin Bacon. Right. Love film. Yeah, I- Kevin Bacon, who they mistake as the heroes of all the films, as well, opposed you- to the actor who played yeah, them. Like, first I'm thinking that Quill himself was mistaking Kevin Bacon. Right. Uh, but they, they they were making that mistake about Quill, right? Well, that it, it became clear once they pre- presented him to to Quill. Sure. Oh yeah, so he's not that like far gone because he was a he was because they the 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 excuse that they give is oh his brain is all messed up because they took him away when he was young, but he was like a preteen, right? He was not like a baby. He was like, he understood what an actor was. He was like, he was a human involved in human society before yeah. they stole him away. Uh, uh, was it fourth wall jokes about actors and just like... Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's funny. funny. Yeah, that's Crapping funny. on actors throughout. So, that was very funny. Sorry, I was looking up that thing and we're, I'm going to get to that because it's freaking hilarious what he's watching uh-huh. now that I figured it out. Um, but So what it was the reason for Kevin Bacon though specifically? Was it just he grew up at the time in that the was 80s. just a hero from movies that he liked. And he must have said that to them, right? Or they, yeah, he, yeah. well, it, apparently he had told the Ravagers stories of the movies of Kevin Bacon as if they were the, like, adventures of Kevin oh, Bacon. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they thought he was, like, a some a kind of uh, yeah. accomplished dude. Yeah, okay. Oh, but how, 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 it was very funny to mm-hmm. hear how awful actors are. But to listen to, uh, I'm not going to get her name right, Plum, no, Palm Clementif, who plays Mantis. Okay. Uh, at just straight up saying Kevin Bacon sucks was yeah. very funny. <laughs> All of her deliveries throughout the, 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 the special yeah, this, very, this, very funny. This was her moment. This was her. A hundred percent. Yeah. She, she, was, she was with it. She was ready. But uh, 
Well, we're not going to say too much because I don't even know about Guardians of the Galaxy 3 too much, but like, I think uh, she's going to have a bigger role in that movie too. Yeah, I would think, sure. which makes like sense, it. like using this to fuel Although, going into that. I know a little bit more. I think if you've seen the trailer for uh, Guardians 3, there's one character that's going to be front and center. And it's not always good. It's not always good when you take uh, a small, uh, uh, jokey, uh, sort of gimmicky character and you put him in the front. It doesn't bode well for them surviving the end of the movie. Uh, so yeah. let's all cross our fingers and pray for rockets. Uh, 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 <laughs> safe travels through the third of the trilogy. Yeah, because there, yeah, there is a moment in that trailer where you're like, oh, he uh, is, he is, he is talking about his girlfriend back home. He is doing all the things on the. He's doing one more job. He's got one week left on the force. He's doing <laughs> all the stuff. Let me right. see first contract again, um, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we already know that like everybody's leaving like the Guardians stuff, I think, right? Or yeah, like like a lot of them didn't renew things and whatever and so At the end of this uh at, at the end of uh Guardians 3, there will be there will be a Guardians 4. The team in Guardians 4 will be very different from Guardians 3. Right, yeah, cuz even James Gunn, I think like this is his last and now he's going to DC. But I think, but he, yeah, he, that's funny. Yeah. But uh, which so he's funny. done already. We, yeah, he's exactly. already switched sides before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's um, he's mentioned that there's definitely gonna be a fourth. But this is oh, the end okay. of his trilogy, and that the team is gonna like, like the team does in the comics, will revamp itself, right? To to, to be different, right? Okay, so here we go. So the the thing he's watching is a movie called Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Mm-hmm. from 1964 one hour 21 minutes i never heard of this in my life not rated uh let's see what the poster if i had oh to- god so the poster says santa brings christmas fun to mars blast off for mars with santa and a pair of earth kids science fun fiction at its heights wow. uh in space blazing color uh oh and then okay, it says I at the bottom Season three, episode twenty-one. This is definitely a movie I have seen on Mystery Science Theater. So, yeah. Oh, really? This, this oh, is a okay. Mystery Science Theater movie. I knew. I I was like ninety-nine percent sure, but I had to look it up. Eleven thousand eight hundred and eighty-one votes. It's a two point six rating out of ten on on IMDb. Oh yeah, it's a it's a <laughs> Z movie. It's not a it's not even a B movie. It's like a low yeah. low grade movie. Yeah. 25. Than on Rotten Tomatoes. Or- so that's so it makes sense why Kevin Bacon's laughing now. But you know? Sa- I confuse it with Santa Claus versus the Devil or whatever that's called. It's also like a sixties mm. like 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 no budget uh, Santa Claus movie that they also did on Mystery Science Theater. Oh really? Uh, that's but yeah, MST3K loves their Santa Claus movies. There's a lot of crazy ones. Yeah, yeah it had it had a two hundred thousand dollar budget estimated back then would have been like a million dollar budget you know oh you guys just reminded me you guys just reminded me raul we talked i think i brought it up for a second on the upcoming thing at some point maybe or no maybe just a regular episode but uh there's a movie called christmas bloody christmas with a robotic killer santa claus with like laser eyes and stuff i know it's coming out it's not christmas oh literally black christmas the original um the very first slasher movie. The oh, true okay. first slasher movie. 
No, you guys just the, reminded me because um, this movie, Christmas Bloody Christmas, is coming out, and I love this director. I've seen his other work, and it's just like over the top, very gratuitous type of uh, violence and stuff. Usually, um, very fun, like campy kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's playing by me this Thursday, so I'll be going to that. Very cool. So Joe Bagos, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, Bagos or Bigos. Yep. What's that new? Bigos. Yep, not a known guy, but you would like his stuff for sure. Not a member of the Migos. <laughs> no. Well, we just lost one actually. So it's... well, they could maybe he's maybe they're uh-huh. looking for somebody to step in. Maybe. Uh, there, what's that movie like now with um, the newest Santa Claus slasher movie? Oh Did yeah, you... Christmas uh, Violent Night. Oh Instead yeah, Silent Night. Night, Deadly Night just came or... out. No, it just came out on Friday. Um, Violent yeah, Night. Is there a wrestler in it? No, no, no it's, it's the dude uh, from uh, Stranger dude Things. From, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the the sheriff from that. Um, right. Forget his name right now, but he's a good actor. Yeah, and I think uh, yeah, actually, might go see. Yeah, for sure, I'm going to see that in the theater. But um, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, all right, what else on the special? Anything else you guys thought was fun or? Uh, yeah, cool? I I gotta tell you, I was surprised. There, okay, there's a lot of clever shit that the, the that the thing does. And yeah. number one is using Kevin Bacon, his acting ability. Yeah. Because Kevin Bacon plays a bunch of different versions of Kevin Bacon. He plays regular Kevin Bacon at the beginning where he's just having like a life. He's just having a regular right. life. Yeah. He plays terrified Kevin Bacon who's running and surprisingly defending himself fairly well against these alien uh, ah. superheroes. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Mantis puts him under a trance that makes him like pliable. And he becomes like happy to be in an awful situation kevin bacon which is very (laughs) funny for throughout most of the because as he becomes more positive they realize he's not the hero they want so they become they start hating him more and more so they become (laughs) aggressively negative against him as he becomes increasingly positive it's pretty funny and then at the end he becomes like reasonable kevin bacon who understands the situation it's pretty good like it's a lot of kevin bacon yeah and it kind of makes sense, like the way they do it. Like it, you, you kind of wonder how they're going to get to that thing, like transition, you know, from mm-hmm. like kidnapping to like, and then that they, speech. Are he they going to drop him off on Earth, still screaming in fear? <laughs> like is that is that how this ends? Right. No, yeah. no, he got over it. He was, he well, understand. And it was that he, dis- he made a choice. Yeah, and it was that discussion with um, what's the guy's name that you just said? The um, the brother Craglin. Yeah, the the little who was clearly combo. like trying to motivate him. Clearly, like trying to lean him in that direction, like right. like everything he said was so like sappy and like yeah. And that's the thing about this special; it's real sappy, but yeah. it's it's hidden behind such like such like snarky jokes and like and and really warm acting from the entire crew of the yeah. of of these movies. Right. Yeah. No. That's yeah. Fun. So, uh, two weeks after the Black Panther, uh, kind of forever. So. Okay. Okay. And then, um, well, then also we have the reveal because, you know, Mantis is like, uh, um, obviously Quill's missing Gamora and uh, she's uh, weighted with this reality that, oh, I might, we might, uh, this is like a spoiler, but um, be, I might be his sister because Ego is, is my dad and also his dad. And maybe like, you know, that. May- by the way, did we know that? No. We didn't know that Ego was Mantis's dad. No. Thought they were probably, you know, 
shacking up or something but um oh yeah it seemed like a surprise right like that was a big reveal so so like and then that um that's a very touching moment at the very end where that's revealed and then he's happy about it or whatnot um so um yeah that 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 gets paid off by the shovel full of sugar they've poured into uh, an already sweet character in Mantis. She becomes like, she's basically a Sarah Silverman cartoon in this, in this uh, special. What's that? What's that little girl that she plays in the, in the uh, Wreck-It Ralph? Like, uh, Oh yeah. Candy or something. Kind of reminded me of her whenever she got (laughs) mad. I don't Uh, think Mantis got mad before too. Right. Like I thought really she's like an emotional creature. She would get annoyed at like, what's his face. She's empathic. Yeah. Right. But but yeah, she was starting to lose her shit with Drax a few times. Yeah. But then their dynamic is so good because he's so dumb that like when she yells at him, he doesn't like, he like absorbs the negativity like really well and just kind of like rolls with it yeah so like it was two people who don't understand emotions or how to express them perfectly like right helping each other like be non uh, like uh uh conforming kind of right like yeah right. like it was their their differences that made them work uh, yeah that's sappy to say but yeah that is what happened it is just, yeah yes. Uh, yeah, Drax uh, wanting his little man, like the little man he found, funny dude, so man. funny, dude. Funny, funny little, little man. man. Dude, oh my God. Dave Bautista has really come into his own yeah. with that character. That cat, yeah. He's got the comic timing of that dude oh. down. Yes. And now, Canical is canon that um, GoBots oh. <laughs> uh, killed, killed his cousin. Killed his cousin. <laughs> Oh, the GoBots killed his cousin. I did not understand why it was the GoBots, but it paid off later when the when he's beating the crap out of one of the GoBots. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, I was wondering about that. Okay, Dan, do you know what a GoBot is? I mean, I've heard that term. Isn't Yanni the youngest of us? Oh God. No. Okay. Thanks. Thank. That's why he knows who the the GoBots are. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. The, the robots uh, are they're uh, knockoff Transformers from back in the day, except they came first. Oh, just barely, really? Just barely. So they didn't really yeah. copy. Nobody copied each other. Oh, yeah, it, was okay. just, it was just basically two companies just like, hey, let's just, we have all these toys. Let's make a arbitrary well, story out of them. And, well, and it was all it. taken from Japan, I thought, because I thought yeah. Japan had yeah. the original Transformer really idea so? with the robot yep. thingy. Yeah. yeah. No, the Transformers are from Japan. Oh, are they? The originally, like originally. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so that's right. That's that's what it was. Is that they found a way to to use their old idea and propel that into what the Transformers mm-hmm. would become. Yeah, the Transformers. Oh, uh, yeah, and then also too, if you uh, played, I don't think you did, Raul, the Crystal Dynamics game, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the uh, video game. If you did play that, then you mm-hmm. kind of vibes of that game a little bit in this. I don't think it had a mm. direct. Back. No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Well, yeah. I didn't play enough of that. I think maybe, but in nowhere, and you have like you know, and then also you you meet Cosmo the. Oh, astronaut. I had to say, uh, we have met Cosmo before, right, Dan? No, I don't know who's that. You hadn't seen Cosmo the space dog yet? In oh, no, he's in a few he, of the other movies. He must have been in something. Yeah, like he as soon as I saw him, he looked familiar. Yeah, but... he lived with the collector, oh, with the, Benicio uh, del Toro. Oh, okay. He was in the he was in one so of the second one, maybe, that, maybe the second Guardians, maybe, and they t- they took him up aboard. Well, there. In a video game. He's okay, he's in. No, he's in one and two. 
and the holiday oh. special, and he's coming back, and she, I'm sorry, is coming back <sighs> in three. No, she's in all of everything of Guardians wow. of the Galaxy. Cosmo oh. has been in. Yeah, it's oh. been a minute. I haven't seen. I gotta go I back and watch Cosmo the second the one. I love Cosmo the Space Dog as a character. I've always loved Cosmo the Space Dog. A dog that you give a person of a person's voice to is the perfect friend. Like, yeah. like there are no better friends than a dog with a person voice. Right. Like, it's, yeah. It's no so human good. person will ever equal that, even uh, though they the have a love voice. that yeah. a dog gives it, people. It, it, yeah. It, it, it <laughs> dog, you know, yeah. and very, very eloquently. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of just quick, quick, the transforming um, creatures, the trailer for the. Uh, uh, those big trailer drops like recently. So we had Transformers, we had Indiana Jones, and we had Guardians Three, like all in the same yeah. day. Uh, and you haven't seen all the uh, Indiana Jones ones. You saw that, right? I did not. And I did. Yeah. Uh huh. What'd you think? I didn't like the Indiana Jones one. Just like I don't know. I thought it started off okay, but then uh, uh, it's just uh, part of it is funny because they're trying to combat the. Uh, the last movies like super supernatural type stuff because Harrison Ford saying uh, you know I don't believe in any of that stuff you know or whatever you know or like kind of trying to bridge that gap by saying like I don't believe it but if it if I see it you know what so he was basically talking about the stuff that was seen in Crystal, in Crystal Skull you right think? that's what I think partly uh, yeah because it could even really be from the first movie too you know from fantastical shit in like the yeah. first but um but I think yeah. they're trying to ground it. I think they're trying to do something that's grounding, which I don't blame them for. But at the same time, it's just like, I, I don't know. But I, I'm just trying to keep my expectations low. You know? Okay. Hopefully it's, and, hopefully it's good. Uh, and the Transformers one, um, I enjoyed that a bit. Um, it seems like they're kind of going again with that um, Beetle Bumblebee formula. Oh, okay. No, I failed, but you know, it seems like the... Like um, a robot. reset, kind of a reset thing. Yeah, the robots seem to be more. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what Bay is and is um, of how he's affiliated with this, but it's definitely not so Bayy. Um, okay. He, uh, so it looks looks pretty. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even hear about this. Um, all right, right, so we got that to look forward to. You're you're combining it with the and it's um um yeah should be should be entertaining june 9 2023 okay cool and it's great that we know we still have you know peter cullen um a last thing you know we did just lose um kevin conroy who's the voice of uh batman uh and the animated series but then also the arc and some of the films but nice little recognition for conroy Nice man. All right, let's move. You want to move on to Andor? No. Yeah. I, oh no. You know I do. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, the Galaxy Guards of Galaxy. I, I say go watch it. It's fun. Yeah. No, it's an easy little thingy over on Disney Plus. While you're there, what go check out. Yeah, yeah. While you're there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I stepped all over it. Yeah. No, that's fine. So Andor is uh, something we covered already. Episodes one through five. Sans Yanni. But he's here now, and now we can wrap up the whole thing because we we had a feeling we were going to watch this whole thing after uh, seeing every all the attention it was getting, mm-hmm. good yeah. reviews. It's literally the fourth pop most popular thing on IMDb. But it's not just popular; it's actually really, really quality. 
Really I, good. I'm noticing on the Wikipedia page, uh, they've added under genre where it used to say action, adventure, drama, science fiction. It also Whoa. now says political spy thriller. That was not there oh, before. And I got to tell you, at the end of this show, it was more political spy thriller than anything else. Yeah. yeah. It was more political spy thriller than it was space uh, ships, laser space beam heist? fights, uh, anything. Or uh, more than any, it was any a prison Star break. It was a prison break movie. Oh, that too? prison break was great. Or a show. Yeah. Yeah. That was great, man. Yeah. So that's interesting, the political side, because at some point, I was going to say this later, but I might as well just bring it up now because it'll, it can fuel a lot of our discussions for season two. Cause it's very obvious by like episode 11 that the, a lot of this is going to feed into that. It's like a setup for that with all the financial stuff with the uh, Mon Mothma and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, like by episode 11, I was like, there's no way this is all getting resolved. Right. So, and plus we all, we all know where Diego Luna's character of Andor ends up of Cass. He ends up, yeah. uh, we know where his life ends and, uh, at the beginning oh, of that. the end of his life, yeah. uh, we know that he's fully in the rebellion. So we know that right now he's full, he has turned to the rebellion, you know, he's ready yeah. to become full fledged. Uh, right. I don't think he he doesn't waver enough to get knocked off the uh, the path from here to the end, right? Yeah, right. no, not at all. Yeah, and in fact, I I really think that this show makes it raises Rogue One to another kind of level yeah, in a I way, agree. right? Because it yeah, because you're seeing the richness of his former life, what brought him to where he is, like mm-hmm. all this stuff. And remember, I don't know if uh, yeah, did you listen to the one we did the the episodes one through five? I- not uh you didn't right okay that's fine i just i think i remember mentioning though that like the stuff with the mom i thought was like kind of weird how they were cutting back and forth and stuff i didn't really mind that we were seeing that but it was just how they were doing it was a little strange but then seeing now the last six uh seven episodes it's uh it makes total sense and it's really adds like another uh uh, layer to this already right. kind of dense tale and his whole backstory and the fact that she's so political minded, you know, and, and ready for rebellion also just kind of like gives it an extra layer of like another generational deep uh, of like people that, that are all about this or have been about this for a long time before Andor, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that last speech uh, like at her funeral, that was oh, wow, so yeah. good, right? Like, yeah, like there, there this, was, Three or four really good yeah. speeches in this show. Yeah. Uh, whoever the speechwriter is on this show. Well, wow. Well okay. Done. So well, I'm sure we mentioned, obviously, this is Tony Gilroy who's involved front to back with this. Like he right. directed every episode, I believe. I'm going to double check yep. that. And no, I, I think, think so. yeah, and has to be involved with the right. Like, he's always a writer director, everything he does. So, um, so yeah, he really uh, yeah, put everything into this. Very, very good speeches. There's some very good. It's of and a lot of science fiction is uh, a lot of good science fiction is like this. It is very much speaking of the times that we live in. It is very much making a science fiction allusion to real world problems in the world. And this is a show where you you could take out some some parts of this show and, and like all the science fiction stuff, and you could say mm-hmm. this is a show about terrorists. Like this is a right. show about about like like dirty uh poor people building <laughs> bombs out of scrap and giving it to those shiny suits that are running the place you know right that's yeah. kind of what the what the show's about right yeah, yeah. but and you're saying I, 
I can't help but think mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the stuff that they're fighting for has very clear like uh, reflections here in the real world, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why it's funny. I was talking to one of my friend's brothers. He had a little get together yesterday and I told him I was watching this because I know he's into like the Marvel shows. He just got caught up on a lot of those TV shows. Uh, by the way, he really loved Moon Knight. He was like, how about that Moon Knight? Huh? Okay. I had to be like, oh, uh, actually, you know, did not really like that one. But I could see somebody like him. He's like more especially into that. If you, if you digest everything. Uh, from MCU right now, like all as a whole, I bet you the stuff that tastes the most different is the most fun. Yeah, it could be totally. And it just it depends on your tastes, like in books, because he likes, I think, a lot more of those kinds of books or whatever, you know, so yeah. that's fine. But um, anyway, this so this same person, I was like bringing up Andor and telling him about kind of the rough outline of the story. And he was just and then he immediately jumped to. Like, what's up with the rebellion? Like, what are they always rebelling from? They never tell us, like, yeah. what they're yep. rebelling from. You know, this is a what's so bad with the person you were talking about? No, not really. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious. But just at curious. the same time, yeah, I was like, uh, well, yeah, this show, I guess, I don't know. I was just trying to think. I was like, well, they are like Nazis, right? So yeah, I was like, they're I mean, fascists. They're like, more like a corporate, like, entity though they're more like right. like maximizing profit machine so yeah, right oh at that stage no one knows like what's really behind it like what um mm-hmm. they don't know about well the, you know, in, as far- to that point yanni do you remember when the in the prison when they're they what is it do you remember the thing that they're talking about that they're like nobody knows what we're talking about outside like they're like, oh, what's that thing? What are they saying about that thing? About you mean on the other floor? Getting... You no. mean on the other floor so outside the prison? When, okay. No. Yes, outside the prison. Yeah. They're talking about how people keep getting uh, prison sentences added to their yeah. time. Yeah. And they just that everyone just had their time doubled, and right. that it's causing a lot of problems on the inside of the jail. And they can only assume outside the jail people are really getting upset. And then they realize, oh, actually, Nobody this is a made-up thing. Yeah. No one knows outside of the jail. Yeah. This is just for inside. This is just to mess right. with people. And that spoke to me very much about, like, like the prison system. Exactly. Our real prison system. Oh, like yeah. how we're really hurting people really badly in those prison systems. And well, the people who are free are like, we don't know anything about that. Who would even tell us about what's happening in there? Yeah, and that had me thinking about, like, okay, we have the Empire who's so advanced we're flying spaceships everywhere do we really need people to be building these things or could we have a robot building these but that's not the point well they the explained exactly is, yeah oh did they oh okay well, I did mean, they say something uh, about a, that it's about subjugation it's right. about like yeah because they can kill one individual but the group sees the individual die and says well i don't want to die right Right. Oh, and also just in terms of resources, if you can get free labor and you don't have to go building robots that are going to cost right? money, because yeah, this show is about it. the numbers, dude. This show more than I'm any you. other Star Corporate. Wars I've seen. Yeah, this this show is about like like we're stealing the payroll for Empire employees in a yeah. sector. It's like and the, who would even think? What is the name about of that? the team that the that the Empire is that uh, the Empire group that is involved here? They have like a name. Uh, they're like the worst of the worst or whatever. The ones that are, are all in that white building, you mean? Yes. Like the one that, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember the name. Oh, IB, uh, yes. IBS? No, that's Irritable Bowel that's Syndrome. Irritable bowel. Uh, it's also not CB4. That's also different. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the day. Yeah. They say it a couple of times, though. You're right, though, like BLS or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, mm-hmm. 
that's something else too. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the people who are in that room seem to be very specifically focused on the bureaucracy, on running, yeah. making sure the bureaucracy runs really, really well. Yeah. But still being the hammer that comes down and then hurts whoever messes with the bureaucracy. Right. That's funny to me that the guy. It's not the guy who who slave drives the like. Uh, the the prisoners it's not the it's not the commander who sends in the the officers to mute to murder an entire town for you know rebelling the uh-huh. worst of the worst are the bureaucrats who run the whole system like that's interesting to me right mm-hmm. yeah no right. and that's and that's that's why like this show i think is really unique because we're getting into the the minutia behind a lot of like this Star Wars stuff, which continues yeah. to add layers that like we've never seen. And it actually adds more um, like meaning to things, I feel like, you know, because like for the longest, we just had like stormtroopers who are just look like they're in mm-hmm. plastic and they're just like disposable. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, they get paid money. Right. That does something different to like there's a like, spaceship yeah. full of space gold that needs to yeah. get somewhere or else they don't get paid. Yeah, like oh, here you go too. By the way, uh, so uh, Deidre Miro, the main um, kind of our villainess, is a lieutenant and supervisor who works with the Galactic Empire as part of the Imperial Security Bureau. Hmm. There you go. Is that what you're thinking of, bro? That must be it. Right? Uh, yeah, yes, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it. Okay. So we should probably mention for anybody who hasn't watched, we're just going to spoil the crap out of it. But um, yes. the uh, there's this is a this is a cool show because it's got it's very Game of Thronesy and yes. I'm Game of Thrones. That's what I was thinking. Version of this, right? But it's basically just like um, like palace intrigue in, in terms four or of five a... different places, yeah. Like uh, that are yep. going to interact with each other, and then just building little like casts for each place and the and the places we have about six of them we have uh starting with Cass Cassian Andor he's just like uh he's a soon to be rebel uh and his yeah. people on the planet side of I forgot uh Canari the his him and his people live on Canari they are our our uh subjugated under the uh, the boot of the empire people that's our yeah. boots on the ground yeah. Uh, we have that white room and all the people like the like the uh, the that maester from uh, King's Landing who's in charge uh, right. and yep. and the uh, our, our villain Deidre. Um, that that's then, one of our places. Well, and then we would lump that one dude into that. I think I too. wouldn't lump him in. I no? would leave him by himself. He's his own but guy. He works He's, there. His though. story, I think. Well, not the whole right. show. First, he works over. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We're he works at Ferrix, yes, right? He's involved first, with the thing he in Ferrix. Yeah. Uh, wait, no. Ferrix is where the robbery happens. Yeah. No, he oh, works at the planet no. where the shooting happens. No, the robbery where I thought was in Aldera, the- Aldina, or uh, all. Uh, yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're yeah. Right. Yeah. You're correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, so that guy is one guy by himself. He, I yeah. think, he is his storyline is his own storyline where he's. Yeah following his need to be a fascist like he really really mm-hmm. really oh, wants to be a fascist and his mom is very clearly a fascist to him and that's where he's getting all the ideas that's his uh, mom or his grandma oh i thought it was his mom i don't know it doesn't matter but it's just because uh, she keeps matter. referencing the grandfather right or something but no that can mean her dad she keeps saying oh uncle, uncle. Oh, okay yeah. yeah okay so uh that's th- so that's three 
that's three places right. already. Right. Then we have Mon Mothma, who's arguably like the secondary story. Yeah. Like, like is like oh, an entire story up to herself. She's basically going to end up being the leader of the rebellion, but we don't know that yet. She's dealing with mm -hmm. the politics of being a rich person hiding her support for the rebellion. Uh, mm -hmm. Then we also have uh, not Udo Kier. What's his name? Oh no, you're talking about um, uh, Luthen. Luthen. Yeah, he's got a whole story where he's he's basically decided that you have to be dirty to start a rebellion, much like uh, what's his name, um, the last king of Scotland. Uh, oh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker's yeah. character has decided. Uh -huh. Like very similar mindset, and we mm -hmm. will see his mindset change over the the course of uh, bouncing between these people. And that that last scene where he's just standing on the stairs listening to um, to Marva's uh, speech, and you mm -hmm. just watch him change. Like the rest of the city goes on with whatever's happening in the final episode, and he's literally just standing on those stairs, being rocked by what he was just told, and deciding right. basically, I can't start this rebellion without love for my fellow rebels. I right. have to protect them. I have to save them. Like I right. can't send them into death the way he does halfway through the show. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that um, was five. I think it was just five. Five. But still, yeah, that's like, uh, yeah, it's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. to juggle. And then there's an overlapping, like I was saying. So then yeah. what's his name kind of feeds into the white room, uh, ISB stuff. And then, uh, and then Luthen overlaps, obviously, Andor a little bit, and then and then and they uh, all come to a head. It's Mon very uh, Crash, uh, what should we call it? Crash Bandicoot, uh, Amoris, Amoris Peros. <laughs> oh, uh, where all the storylines yeah. are headed to one point, and they all and all the characters basically end up on Canari, uh, with the exception yep. of two or three here or there, like. Uh, <laughs> Deidre's uh, rival upstairs and stuff like that. Yeah, and we um, knew that what's her name is going to have to get uh, broken out, um, rescued. What's her name? Yes. Nix? Nix? Bix? Foolishly, I said that she looked Nix? like um, like a different actress. I was thinking of oh. a different a different person, different character. Oh, that okay. Looks like uh, Rosario Dawson, not this character. Okay, yeah, yeah. If you listen to the first episode. That we did on this? Oh, okay, yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, I, I, Adria Arjona plays Bix Colleen. Oh, that's right. Uh, and okay. She gets the worst of it, of course. The worst. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so we knew though, like by the end of this season, she had to get rescued, presumably or by die or Andor. turn. I yeah. thought she could have gone either way. Oh, okay, I thought they were that's turn interesting. Her. I thought they could turn her. That's yeah. interesting because I I didn't think they would because the other dude turned so fast that I thought they couldn't just have her also uh, turn. You know, so that was um, yeah, that was interesting. And then I figured mm -hmm. too, what's her name was going to have to take a hit, um, Deidre. Miro was going to have to take because uh, she kind of was put on the back foot at the end of the episode, right? She barely got saved by Deidre Miro's the one guy. Character is strange, although there was one that moment. Okay, so Deidre character, Deidre's character is of uh, a. She doesn't need to try to become a fascist. She has achieved it. Um, <laughs> she is a hard, hard running fascist that she just loves seeing people hurt because it means mm -hmm. she's moving up. Uh, she gets in real danger of being hurt by the rebels and it, the scene was shot in a way that you're expected to fear for her right and i thought yeah. that was very well done mm -hmm. because she's a really hateable character uh except that it is kind of fun to see her succeed against her enemies sometimes mm -hmm. and yeah. then at the end 
you're like, I'm glad she's not getting what she wants, which is to capture Cass. But right. when suddenly her safety, her physical safety is in danger, she gets dragged down by her heels and is laying flat on the ground being assaulted by rebels. Uh, all or a majority who are men, like, and, you know, suddenly you're seeing like a blonde, a young woman in a sharp, clean, white, like suit being attacked mm -hmm. by dirty rebels. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's a driving image for sure. Yeah. I just saw uh, that um, Collider has an article they wrote up that's called, it says it's hard not to root for Deidre Miro in Andor. Yeah. Which is kind of true. Like you kind of like yeah. watching her character do her thing. But it's just because of, I think it's all stuff that we're all sort of brainwashed to, to root for. Right. And, but everything about her is bad. Yeah. You should want no good for her. Yeah. If she succeeds, good people are suffering. Right. So yeah. yeah, I think this show is try is messing with what we what we feel for characters when we see them in different situations, which then culminates into her being saved by the proto-fascist gross dude, who to me <laughs> has been pretty gross throughout the show, no matter no matter the only times you feel for him is when he's being hounded by his by crappy mom. mom. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're in a romantic uh, uh, situation yeah. that was that that is the grossest kiss I have ever rooted it, for that it, didn't happen. Oh, did, oh okay. That was yeah. in the early episodes, happen. right? No, no, no. At You're the end, to... when they're in the when he pulls what? her into that when he pretends oh, to oh. be taking her at oh, gunpoint, okay. but is actually saving her. Yeah, yeah. And they slide into like a that that is a very cheesy uh, two people in a supply closet scene. Uh, yeah that they're very close to each other very clearly like romantically this is like a passion oh i didn't moment. pick up on that she's oh yeah she's kicking yeah. she literally says i should have you arrested or no right. i'm sorry she says i should thank you thank you yeah because that's the opposite of what they usually say is what i should have you arrested right and then they kiss right yeah that's like how it usually goes yeah, she yeah. goes the other way she says i should thank you but she clearly is wrestling with whether she, whether she should arrest him or not <laughs> right yeah but it's it's meant to be romantic i think i think it's meant to be like yeah and that sets up season two as well maybe oh for yeah. sure yeah that's gonna be her new right hand man yeah which i wonder what it does for her other right hand man who is clearly being super effective at his job i don't know if you've been watching his little arc but he mm -hmm. is he feels like he's getting real close to deidre so it's gonna change things when suddenly she's got a little sycophant that is right. obviously into her right yeah yeah so that's just more more fodder it's for season two because it's interesting stuff. Yeah. And that's the, that's the interesting idea is like writing a show where you have two seasons in mind in advance. So you know exactly what you're trying to set up, you know, mm -hmm. and like show enough, give enough to the first season to feel like a real worthy thing is happening, which yeah. obviously tons of big stuff uh, went on. Um, in fact, the dude episode, what, sorry, go ahead. No, go, no, 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 you go. Oh, I was just going to say episode six was one of the best TV episodes that I've seen of a show like in a long, long time. I feel like the heist scene, yeah. the heist, I mean the heist uh, episode where like sure. we just, and Raul, I put it, I didn't think about it until like way after. Cause I literally watched these um, last seven episodes in the last like three days. Mm -hmm. And um, you remember in, in episode, I think it was like three, it was that turning point episode where we were talking about how like the timing was exactly real time, how it was going oh, down. Yes. 
Yeah. It was like they said, we got 10 minutes to get to the other side of the the, the town. And, and then, then it was everybody like, moved around in the time that it yeah. would take all those things to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That episode felt like that really happened all, and it did mm-hmm. basically, happened in yeah. real time. The whole We heist. would check in on, and in the meantime, here's what was going on here. And in yeah. the meantime, over here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So crazy, dude. Yeah, that, that episode was great. Is great. I would challenge that oh, in the sky with because the, the eye break. Oh yeah, just the visuals on that too added another layer of like oh, escape from the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what yeah. a beautiful scene. Yeah. Even yeah. even when they started watching it from the ground, I, I yeah. immediately thought that looks incredible. I can't wait till they get up in that. Right. They're gonna go flying through that. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Uh, I would challenge that for best episode, uh, the prison break episode. Uh, yes. Almost yep. entirely. Same uh, thing. Same thing. Uh, real time. Pretty, pretty real time for the most part. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I would put it almost entirely on Andy Circus's shoulders. Yeah. Who is absolutely incredible yeah. as the, as the floor boss. You know him, uh, right, Yanni? Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, we obviously from Circus, Black Panther, but we don't know Andy Circus exactly. because almost always he is a CG character. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know him as uh, Smeagol, the uh, yeah, the Gollum, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Sure, you know uh, him King as, Kong. Uh, yeah, he was he King, King Kong in the, the, the Peter Jackson, same guy, same director. Yep, right. Yep, and uh, uh, but fact, he's been a he, million things. Is he from New Zealand or is he uh, Australian? I, I might be. That sounds right. Something like that, maybe. But um, but yeah, as soon as I saw him pop up. Because I didn't know he was in the show at all, and it was he didn't come in till what episode seven, I think, mm-hmm. was when yeah. the prison started. And, yeah. and he's yeah. semi villainous too, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. When it actually opens, and then you see the layout, and you get the the gist of how this prison works. That was interesting because then all of a sudden you realize like he's just a dude. Like they realize he's they don't need prisoner. Yeah. yeah. They they found ways to like with the floor and all this stuff. They don't even need bars on the on the walls of the, and the then prison the next cells. Episode is called. No one is even listening. Right. Yeah. Very this cool. Is how it I ends. love that he screams that at yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. He screams, No one is even <laughs> listening. Yeah. Because your fear is a better guard than any guard could be. Right. Dude, right. This show has a lot of cool ideas, man. A lot yeah. of cool ideas. Yeah. You know, initially I was apprehensive about the whole series because, you know, just of what they did with all these different like stories that we didn't ask for and um all these oh like, yeah i remember you saying that yeah, yeah. like yeah. A- answering questions to uh an- yeah. or getting giving us answers that. to questions we didn't, we didn't think, think to ask, to ask. Yeah. yeah yeah and um yeah i i was very uh surprised and pleasantly uh that uh they were able to uh just use the gives this a story of this uh you know central figure of the rogue one uh to just really lay out a different cold different landscape that has nothing to do with space wizards and uh you know forces or anything yeah you know when we were initially introduced to the empire through star wars it was like okay these people are bad and they're people and there's this and this battling like that and um if you're going to go into origins which you know you love dan origins oh yeah give me the origin stories lore But he gave me the origins I didn't even ask for and then be like, isn't that amazing? And I say, yeah. Wait, Han by yourself. So Han. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) The cringe. But um, just uh, (laughs) really fast, really fast on that Han Solo thing. I'm sorry. Uh, But 
the 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 Godfather Two does the exact same joke. So let's just be clear Wait. that that the the reason their names are Corleone is because no, he says that's the different. name of the city that he's from, and no. they decide that it's his last name. So I'm just history, saying it's similar, but that's still ah, similar. I just yeah. say. I'm sorry. Go on, Yanni. Go on. I didn't mean to. It was like an <laughs> like elephant moment, right? I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I mean, I the grounded I, aspect, right? Is what you're saying. Like the yeah. like boots on the ground, like kind of the um. Well, what was the, the Marvel? The, uh, the oppression has always been. We've always been watching the oppression from like the top levels. We need right. to see more of the oppression on the ground because that's because because the people who are in charge of oppressing people, they their suits stay clean. They yeah. look great like because yeah. they don't do the oppressing. They right. say to do the oppressing. The people who do the oppressing, they're the ones with their hands dirty. And I got to tell you, no one more hateful than the gentleman with the headphones of doom. Uh, oh, fuck that yeah. Guy. Fuck that guy. Oh, All yeah. the way down his dumb face. And he just seems so calm and so oh, just it. like. He loves doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that he's was so bad. He's so proud of himself. He's got such a little, oh, when he's, he's like, he's like, like patting him. I'm saying patting himself on the back as opposed to a dirtier phrase. Uh, when he's mm -hmm. explaining to her how they came up with the, with the right pitch to cause the most pain. Right. Oh, he loves himself so much in that moment. Well, you I know, hate, what? Uh, and like how you were talking about relating that to our own, uh, world. It's like, it's, I had me thinking about the ways that we would come up to torture, yes. like the Guantanamo people and stuff you know yeah and like with the waterboarding or whatever and I so would, but I, I was would like say, genius i was like you guys you should have yeah. came up with this headphone thing like you <laughs> yeah. what you guys did actually well, comparatively is like i mean baby they have their shark, own versions of it what the cia use i believe the well, cia uses baby shark uh i was gonna say the music there that's, is that's yeah. not actually a joke they oh, actually use baby shark for torture anything anything repetitive anything yeah. blasting at you repetitively or whatever you know mm -hmm. yeah but like they uh, found yeah i think what are those headphones like found like a certain pitch it was the uh, cry like of a creature that they found would lamentate in chorus while they were being, um, whatchamacallit, uh, annihilated. Uh, oh, okay. They I, were I, killing yeah. this creature, and when it reaches a certain level of sadness, yeah. they all sing in chorus as a uh, defense because right. the sound of it is supposed to cause pain to uh, its attack. Wow. So they recorded yeah. that and they changed the, they, they modified it yeah. to make it the most possible damaging. Right. Wow. Crazy. Good I, stuff. It, uh, maybe Bix may in the next season may get a chance to. I hope so, man. Even the score. Revenge. But, really but yeah. the, the fact of the, you know, putting like the empire and evil and other things in the quantum and seeing like ground level, what that is and what that's doing and, and the, effect that it's having on people and the rebellion being not just not this benevolent enlightened like you know thing where everyone in white like you know Leia and like yeah uh um you're seeing um well uh, uh mon mothma mon mothma no no i'm saying leia in the original uh right uh, uh, and were you um and then and then also mothma in those star wars films where you see these clean people with benevolent you you see like wow this is pretty it's pretty dirty all with, around like, like where it came from benevolency and haircuts it kind right. of minimizes actually leia in terms of like 
I would be, say like, so. Being born out of the the origins of all this stuff, like you're saying, like the nasty side of it, she gets to kind of be the rich girl who's just like, I, oh, I want to be a rebel. I would agree, and like, except yeah. that yeah. we do see what a rich girl getting down and dirty looks like because Mon Mothma's sister is in fact uh hands on the or boots on the ground rebel. Oh, I think if you, if I want to be particular, I believe oh, it's nice her cousin, cousin or niece or whatever the fuck. No, it's yeah. either niece, maybe her cousin. Cousin, but I think this is aunt. Cousin, yeah. He called this the daughter calls her aunt. Daughter calls her aunt, so she's a cousin. Cousin, then she yeah. could be a cousin. Some people call her cousin. Either way, or, either way. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's um, like uh, yeah, she's. But so we do see, and and her life does suck. You know oh, what yeah. she can't have. You know what she can't have. She can't her have dog. love, Dan. Her little, her little what? squeeze. She can't have her little squeeze. Why? What happened to her little squeeze? Uh, the revolution comes first and oh, like yeah. a bunch of places after that it seems like because because it did seem like to me like she was also just mad at her too like it seemed like they were just fighting as well did that seem like yeah. that to you guys like well, uh, uh, well because she would side eye her too she would go like she would say the whole the revolution comes first and then do this look kind of like did she buy it did she buy it you know like, uh, like uh, yeah that's what hmm. I got that's interesting. Meaning that, like, she was trying to read her for how how she committed was maybe she really trying is. To cool the relationship mm. by using the revolution as an excuse to like get away from her. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I kinda, I that's what I kind of got. The I don't know what her name. I don't remember what her name was, but the oh, the her missions. She was so who focused and driven. Like so, even the moments not with her, she mm-hmm. was. Like, you know, very much like, you know, and, and like on point, like she didn't, no days off. Like, so I do think yeah. her dedication to the It con- seemed like she was probably running from something though, too. It seemed like that was, she had replaced some, her dedication was a replacement for something else that had been. But it is very true and real to humans to hear, um, does anybody know the cousin's name off the top of your guys' head? No. Look it up. I don't think I've it, seen her really it wasn't much. Cinta, was it? Was it Cinta? No. Cinta. That's the heel. Oh. No, Cinta's the girl. Cinta's her girl. Oh, okay. Cinta's the girl that she's trying to be with. Uh, oh, right, right. Vel. Don't Vel. Vel. Yeah. Okay. Oh shoot. Oh yeah. So 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 Cinta tells Vel every like we don't get love. Those that comes the revolution comes first. Everything comes second, and then this is very true to humans. She that hurt Vel, so so she went back and used it again when she needed to use it with Mon Mothma. She then Mon Mothma was kind of saying, "Hey, why don't you try to be like a rich girl for a little while and try to stay safe for a little while, so I don't have to worry about you so much." And then Vel says, "No, the revolution comes first. Yeah. We don't have time for everything else or whatever the the rest of the quote was." She's using the thing that was used against her for her to use against her sister later or her cousin or whatever. Yeah. It's very human. It's very, very, uh, yeah, I thought it was interesting. Relatable. Yeah. And that's why I wonder how this, a lot of that stuff's going to iron out for season two as well. You know, I think for sure the, the Mothmas and Vel is a Sartha, not a Mothma. Uh, I think there'll be yeah. a falling out there for sure. I think maybe Vel goes, breaks bad. What do you think? I don't know if it's bad necessarily. It's just like different angles. They just go off to do different, um, like Val just maybe commits to being more like a boots on the groundish person or something. Maybe I don't maybe, know. but it seems like it seems like the show. It seems like that's the direction Cinta is, and Val's uh, reticent to go that way. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. oh, like, because oh, like, 
the second time they met when she told when she says uh, get away from that window or something like that yeah um she did the same thing she sent a hit her with that let's uh no the revolution comes first and vel was like not this time no no no. we got to talk about something and they just didn't show us a scene mm. after that but it was mm. clear that vel didn't give a shit about that she was like no no no, no. we need to talk about relationship stuff mm. well, that sh- that might go somewhere to... interesting and i don't yeah. think it's going to go with vel being more uh soldiery oh interesting okay uh, yeah, maybe sadly, I didn't pick we're up not on that. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we're not going to get more Marva. She passed away and she became a brick. Um, Marva, yes. Very yes. cool thing to become a brick. Yeah. The way yeah. You said it, like, well, <laughs> but if you, it's pretty cool, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what they should blast too is Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall. Hey, what the fuck? Come on. Guy. They don't want to pay for the rights. All right, fine. Oh, I get no, it. You think you're still watching Guardians of the Galaxy where it's a oh, jukebox yeah. musical. Oh, that's right. No, no, no. That's this, right. Is, this is all original music. Oh, you imagine yeah. like, they did that. This show actually yeah. has good music, though. Like, There's some electronic stuff that was Dude, like... Dope. All the Star Wars shows have good music except yeah. the uh, except the the theme the, song for um, the one about uh, what's the face? green guy. Laser beam. The uh, rocket from his backpack. Yeah. Uh, oh God, I just forgot his name. Boba too. Fett. Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. The theme song to Boba Fett is very bad. All the rest of the music for the for the Star Wars TV shows is amazing. I like the music from Boba Fett. I like the music from Boba Fett. Go listen to the theme song specifically. Just like the opening part. It, it just tries Boba to be like Mandalorian, it says doesn't it? Boba Fett in it a lot. It's like chanting, it right? It's like a chanting. Yeah. 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 It's, it's not good. I don't like it. I gotta finish. I still have to finish it. That's still my one. Oh, wow. But have my one in this next season because is it mm. like um that Cassian takes his mantle or or because I mean what of because this is is Lutheran a part of Rogue One? I don't think so. Yeah. Luth- uh, yeah, I was trying to remember that too. That's that's a good point. Yeah, because I was thinking like, is there something gonna happen to him in the next season, maybe? Or is he in Rogue One? Do we know? Well, Let's see. Isn't Stellan Skarsgard in another Star Wars movie, or is this the only thing he's in? I think this is the only thing. Oh, okay. I might be mixing him up with, uh, I maybe I'm mixing up with um, what's his name, um, uh, Hannibal. Oh, uh, what's guy's name? Oh, uh, Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Oh, yeah. okay. He was in uh, the other one. Oh, okay. Rogue. No, he's in Rogue One, right? Uh, he's yeah. the guy oh, who he is. built yeah. the he built Galen the Urso. Death Star with a that. mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. The dad, yeah. The Faja. Faja's the dad. That's his name? Faja. No, no his name's Galen Urso. Okay, that's yeah. that sounds more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's the Faja of um the the Faja. girl. Oh fa- I gotcha. <laughs> What's the name of Luthen's uh uh assistant who is my favorite anything ever? Oh yeah. in the in the store? The, yeah. Yeah. She's the best. I, don't I don't care who she is, she's my boss now. I don't even care who she is. Uh, yeah. Clayla. Clayla. Clea. Which some people were like, wait, is that actually supposed to be Leia? Uh, oh, no. Clea no Markey. Uh, she's great. She's awesome. She should be in charge of everything. Put her in charge of the rebellion. she get it yeah. done. Yeah. She'll be in charge. She'll be in uh, season two for sure. For sure. But but yeah. I don't. But she also ends this um, this season kind of at odds with Luthen. Like she is even more right. purely like, yeah, like yeah. do what you got to get done. Doesn't matter who gets hurt. Yeah, and he's clearly softened a lot after Marva's speech. Right. 
So that, so that maybe they're back more on the same page. No, you know? I, the opposite. I think she's colder. I think she. Oh, really? She's the one who's telling him, "Turn it off. You're worried about them. Don't answer that call. That call oh. is going to get you in trouble. Like you're oh, worried about those people, but our rules say you don't answer unless it's about a mission. So what are you doing trying to answer that call? Hmm. Interesting. She's cold, but she's like following the rules. They set them up for a reason. Right. Okay. She gets hmm. real bullied too by Vel. Remember yeah. when Vel goes into the store and is like, yeah. and she's trying to do all the code words and right. all the like, and she's just like, shut up with your dumb bullshit. Yeah. Let's talk about the rebellion. Yeah. It's like, we got rules, man. At least go in the yeah. back room or something. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to mention, I made a note of this. There's a, there's a lesbian friendship, right? Uh, brewing here. Like that's there's a gay friendship. Doesn't that between seem who? between the two women that were in the heist? Um, the, are you talking about Cinta and Vel? He, no, yeah. no. Not Vel. I was like, Dan, we already talked about their romance. <laughs> oh, wait, no, no. But Vel, no, but Vel isn't, uh, Vel is also the cousin of Mon Moth. Yeah, but is that that's not the same girl that's in like the shit the right with them? Of yeah. The boss of the robbery. She's just cleaned up. Oh my up. god! I never realized. Oh I didn't no! Never yeah, realize that, that part's kind of important to the story. Uh, that's yeah. how she uses that. Cinta tells her the rebellion comes first, everything else comes last, and then later she tells Mon Mothma the same line. She says right. that back to Mon Mothma because she it was told to her. Yeah, I guess just because when I see it, it's almost like a different. It's obviously like supposed to be like she looks like two different. Right, she's people. cleaned up versus she's yeah. A great job then, huh, Dan? Yeah, yeah. Wait, what did you? So we said something about she's their romance. Those, what did we say? Cheekbones Where that look it? like she can like break through a brick wall with them though. So I wouldn't. I would recognize her through through anything. <laughs> no, I think it's the mainly like the hair or something. I I don't know. The hair changes know. the most. It's like yeah. a tight messy uh ponytail versus like a fancy like yeah. floaty made to look like those right. nomad people, uh, on no. she's they're made to blend in with those mm -hmm. those people that like let the imp empire right. they're pretending to be farmers yeah pretending to be farmers um so speaking of pretending did anybody else think perrin firtha uh, husband of Mon Mothma was pretending to be a villain this whole time only to turn out to be thrown under the bus at the end of the show and have not been villainous at all. Did you yeah, guys know that? Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Any villain vibes from him. I, I don't know. Did, I, I, I yeah. totally thought he was going to turn on her. Oh, no. I, I, I don't think I every, thought he was a villain villain. I keep, oh, just that he was on that side. They, every time the camera would linger on him, he yeah. would give her like a back look. He was yeah. always walking away and then at the last moment looking at her. Right. Like, Totally like well, setting the way, up that like he was gonna like turn her into like uh what is it the Department of Homeland Security or wh right. whatever it was for communists ISB. back in the day yeah I was thinking of the communists oh. uh, McCarthyism we're talking about the oh right Black what's it called you're talking about the husband or the no driver? yeah no the husband oh, the okay. husband was gonna turn the House of Un American uh the House of Un American activities is what I was thinking of no but Yanni yeah, you're right the driver is this is real the, suspect too though but she knows that too what? she's pretty sure he's a suspect he's like a spy so she too. didn't mind him listening in on that thing when they were she talking did it about on the purpose. gambling that's oh. why she threw him under the bus she's making right. it seem like the but, money that went missing is his fault yeah yeah but knowing she, that the driver is going to say it right that to and the spread boss, it which he yeah. does immediately yeah but she doesn't realize she screwed up that puts them more on her radar because now they're like oh Perrin has a gambling addiction we can use that against Mon Mothma 
Right, right. Well, it just gives her a little extra something to to have to battle against in season two. That one. But then, yeah. but then, this is what makes Mon Mothma. This is why Luthen and Moth Mothma switch places because Luthen warms to the idea of not treating the rebels as as cold robots that he just moves around pawns. Yeah. And Mon Mothma switches. She throws Perrin under the bus to make it seem like the four hundred thousand credits missing, missing yeah. are his gambling. But right. then she's not sure that that's going to work because she doesn't know that the driver is definitely a spy or that right. he's going to report or that the report's going to connect to the missing money. So she right. goes through with possibly marrying her daughter off to oh. like a crime lord's son, right. which she, which her daughter is more interested in doing yeah. because her daughter has become conservative yes. Thinking right. that her parents are way too liberal uh, because right. her mom is secretly a rebel, not outwardly a rebel. Yeah. It's so, it, the, her, the Mon Mothma story has layers upon layers, man. Yeah. That's yeah. a good story. Yeah, oh, that, that's all the season two stuff, I think. You know, a lot so, of that. So the daughter's like going to want to marry this dude yeah. to want to be old stylish because right. her parents are so bourgeoisie. Right. Um, that is actively going to make her want to do a thing that her mom wants to do her to do financially, but emotionally is upset about. That's yeah. like a pretty cool dynamic. Wow. Plus, yeah. the mom and the daughter are at odds. Perhaps the daughter will grow warmer to her mom because the mom is saying, I want you to do this classical thing from back from our planet. When in right. reality, the mom doesn't want her to do that for her, but does want her to do that for the rebellion. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Those are some interesting layers. Like she's going against something she believes in because, but she's gonna want to do gonna, it more because yeah. it reconnects with her daughter. Right, right, dude, yeah. crazy wow. stuff. Yeah, that's we why we like, haven't even talked about Cassian, Dan. <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh yeah. Well, the thing is, is that he's just kind of there. He's just. I like, disagree. I disagree. I think he's a he's he's so close to being a bad guy. And literally every yeah. opportunity to become a good guy, uh, uh, like like nobody has been been given so many chances to be good and like like begrudgingly done the bare minimum to stay good. Right. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Even point. even breaking out of prison, you kind of comes off like he wants to do it, and that's probably what what's his name seeing too is that he's just doing it for himself. Right. Even yeah. though he's right, he has no interest in his people. Yeah. He, but he has an but argument. He knows he can motivate, and he can. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I know. It's interesting. Into that, like, because, uh, you know, we see him on that planet uh, just living it up. And uh, oh, oh, yeah, that was funny. Dude, I've never seen a thing like that in Star Wars, like a vacation never planet. I've seen a character have sex for fun on Star Wars. Right. The first one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, we we I don't even say, know what happened. I love, but yeah. I love representation. I love yeah. representation. I love seeing a Hispanic man on television as a lead of a Star Wars show. That being said, Dan, yeah. and anyone else listening, Yanni, you too. Why does he have to be a conniving, womanizing, untrustworthy liar <laughs> who gets sent to jail, is harassed by cops? Yeah. And he, they just made him a cliche Hispanic person. Right. I know. I, I, I guess. But. Also, oh, also a mama's boy. Also a hardcore mother. Like, I would say not, like, not just a uh, a Hispanic like stereotype, but just like dark 
people, dark, you know, oh, yeah, but kind the of mama's like, boy thing too, and the like womanizing thing. Those are very Latino uh, uh, things yeah. from like the seventies and stuff. But is he That's supposed to be like, like a Han Solo type? Is that why? Sure, you sure. know what I'm saying? So no, I, I yeah. get it, and I don't. I'm not mad because I think that uh, the actor did a great job. Yeah, um, the character is well written. I think. Uh, yeah. it, it is. It's a character full of cliches, but uh, people they're cliches for a reason. They're, they they yeah. they reproduce their results are reproduce themselves, but they're also not like standard. They have to have their own flavor, and I think casting has its own flavor of all these cliches. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, and then um, I was just wondering, like, because like when he so he kills what's his name that tries to get him to a uncle or a cousin. Cousin, uh, you know, oh, yeah. from uh, the Cousin bear. from the bear, yeah. Yeah, he tries to get him to, like, you At know, rack. just run off. Yeah, and kills him. Yeah, oh, at that point, they're pretty close to not having any um, guys left. There's only a couple of them left. There's they four, still have yeah. A rendezvous I think there's four. To make. Yeah. They're, they're, the only, they're the two by themselves with the money. But, the, but what I'm saying is, like, we never see... It just jumps to him being on vacation or whatever, right? We don't see no. what happens with the money, though, right? Like, do they oh, divide they it up? No, we do. We see it. Oh, she go, he goes that? to Val and he says, yeah. hey, that dude was going to rob you. And right. She right. says, no, I don't believe you. And he says, yeah. you have to believe me. I'm only taking my share and I'm telling you to fuck off. So clearly right. Right. I'm not interested in the money. Yeah. I wasn't interested in killing him for fun. I need you people yeah. to get away from me. So where's so, that money, though? Do we see like she, any- Val gets it. Val keeps it. She gets it. I thought Vel was going to give it to Mon Mothma to cover her expenses. That's where I thought. And then Luthen was somehow going to get upset about that. But that didn't turn out to be the case. Right. Uh, but I mean, did did Val give him his cut? I imagine. Oh yeah, just yeah. He gets his money. He, he did. Gets his, oh, I oh, no, thought it would be Vel more. Didn't give but it to I, him. He took it. He 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 had, he the had money. it ready to go. He brought it to Vel. He had yeah. all the money. He could have left with just the money. Yeah. Yeah. And then and, he brought it to Vel, took his share, and said, "I'm giving you this money so that you don't chase me." Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then he only was he getting paid a flat amount. To go do yeah. it, right? That One wasn't six or whatever, however many there were. Oh, okay. I thought it, it was, was like cut. an even lower it was amount. A cut. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why I thought it was like a lower. It was thing, a but... cut, but all the people who were rebellion people were donating their cut to the rebellion. Oh, Specifically, okay. um, who's the guy uh, who wrote the um, the uh, what call it? He wrote the manifesto that ends up is going to end up being like. Oh, uh, his name is Karis. Yeah, Karis. I was literally about to mention that next. Yeah, talk about him. About you just talking about like the impactful speeches, um, and yeah, like that was a very moving uh, um, moment. You just have this kind of narrate the the events that were you know, you know happening, and um, yeah, it was like a kind of a full circle moment uh, from that from that young man. Yeah, and there was a it was a beautiful uh, a lot of beautiful things that he said, uh, but they weren't perfect because Cassian had an answer for it and like, yeah. but so you knew that the kid was learning, he was developing his thing, and then he and then he entrusted his uh, manifesto to to Cass who had no interest. Uh, at the very end of the show, the last thing we see Cass doing is flying away, reading the uh, manifesto, right? Yeah, listening to it. Or, oh, yeah. listening to it, right. Was that the guy who got uh, got um, crushed? Got uh, by yeah the, by the money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the money slid right. loose on the ship and right. crushed them. Yeah, right. Yeah, and then we never see him again, right? 
Uh, he dies slowly, I believe, right? He does yeah. not die quickly. I was going to say, I don't think, yeah, I didn't know if we I saw. He dies of his injuries. He, I don't think he like. Oh, okay. The, yeah. The, he doesn't get crushed to death. No, for sure. Because they try and take him to that doctor to like right. help him or whatever. Yeah. Okay. We also see a great scene between Forrest Whitaker. Oh, what what a couple of powerhouses, huh? Forrest Whitaker and Stellan Sarsgaard. Yeah. Both, both pretending to not be in charge of a mission that one of them definitely was. Right. That's a, That was a fun scene. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Dude, was cool. Yeah, I thought... Um, proper acting in this show. Did you think Forrest, though, was going to be in more episodes? Like, I thought he no, was going to be a I bigger part. He's such a big actor. Like, or not... Like, he's such an important actor that it would have surprised me to have... To see a lot of him outside of the movies. But, but, more, but season two. Yeah. Season agreed. two. Or, yeah, yeah. no, I think he's a movie character. I think he's stick... I think they oh, really? need him. Unless they give him a truckload of money. I'm yeah. Not gonna, uh, yeah, I would think right. things are going to open up a little in the second season, and then yeah. But we we'll don't see. see too many of the movie guys dipping into the to the television shows. Uh, yeah, no, just no, the no. one, oh. and they've said that's not really a TV show; that's a movie chopped up into pieces. I'm right. say Obi Wan. I think Star Wars or Kathleen Kennedy's answer to your uh, uh, to your representation would be uh, Organa. Yeah, yeah, Bale. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jimmy Smith's is uh and he's fine. I, I love Jimmy Smith, but he didn't do anything. He's he's a hero for for adopting and taking care of and protecting Leia. And uh the three of them, Leia and her parents, are freaking adorable when they're together in mm. uh in uh well, yeah. Obi Wan. You know, um you know those um those those episodes that just dropped of uh, those Jedi, what are those stories? What is yeah, it? Yeah, I've I've seen them. I've like seen advertisements. I haven't seen them. Uh, yeah, there's there's um there's a pretty cool one with uh, with Bale. Uh, okay. And uh, it kind of gives a bit of more of a um a little more heroic. It, yeah, you can see some of his heroics and um and that's cool. Really, it kind of centers around uh, three people named mainly. There's Dooku, and you could see just kind of where he kind of. Uh, it doesn't like show him turn or kind of does, but like mm. we've uh, now we've seen him turn in other things, right? Not the movies, but like, isn't in the cartoons and stuff. Haven't we seen it? Bank, bank really evil. Those. And then, um, um, Asuka, uh, a bit more of her arc as well. And, um, that's central. She's got her own show coming though, right? Too. Yeah. Her own show, her own show coming. And, um, and then you get um, that. Now that is the actress I'm talking about, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that's yeah. Rosario Dawson, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. How cool! That, How well, good for her. That's great. Yeah, and like, and yeah. I think um, what that was a, that was a that was a plum part, Dan. You people loved Ahsoka. People. Oh were yeah. Crazy. So it was always like gonna be drumroll. Who's gonna get that part? Yeah, I was hearing her hyped up before the uh, Mandalorian premiere of that too. Yeah, because I didn't know who she I, was, but then the cartoon people from uh, Clone yeah. Wars or whatever, you know, she's a big, her. she's a big, she's a big, she's the biggest character not from the movies. I think now I'm getting ready for yeah. um for Bad Batch season two. I know you guys aren't in on that, but um, um but I've that, heard good things. Yeah, yeah, and uh, there's some um, yeah, so there's some some cross between I guess Asuka's um thing. So, but anyway. But I just mentioned that because um, it's only like six episodes or each about 15 minutes. They're each 15 minutes. But uh, You know what? I'll check out at least the Bale one to start. And if it's interesting, probably put the other ones away. The, cool. This, this uh, much more than Obi-Wan, much more than um, Boba Fett, 
and definitely more than the Han Solo movie, which I did not see. Uh, this has made me more interested in Star Wars again. Uh, I was yeah. I was sliding pretty far off. I was I had been only the Mandalorian was keeping me connected to Star Wars. I almost feel like, and I was thinking like that, like it. it I don't know if it's will make us make you interest not you but just you the viewer listener interested in star wars i feel like it's it it may it could be a new direction or is this its own thing well like, if this um, is the only thing you saw of star wars the rest of star wars would not look right to you you would right. be like this is this is not the the revolutionary spy thriller i was watching this is cartoon oh i'm sorry speaking of cartoons though I can't go on with that. We didn't mention him once at all. And I feel really bad because he has shot up the charts on top droids of the uh, of a galaxy far, far away. Uh, B oh, yeah. is great. Yeah. His voice, Cassian. Oh, my God. The way, even the way he says Cassian. Oh, it's fantastic. Maybe the character with the most empathy, too. Super of anybody. So, like, I love. He's so, he is like a dog. A, he has and he has a man's voice. He has like an adult man's voice and the brain yeah. of like a tiny child. And yeah. it's so sweet. It's very. Uh, he lies, but but it takes a certain amount of power. I mentioned this in the last episode. I still love it that it takes a certain amount of his battery to tell a lie. So if Cassian tells him to tell two lies, it's too many, and he's gonna need yeah. to power up. You gotta go charge oh, up. That, that was great, man. Yeah. Well, and you know he also gets his own splash in the opening, oh yeah uh, you know when they show all the droids and it's interesting how the droids are as the stories have been more stories have been told of Star Wars the droids have gotten more and more complexity and layer to mm-hmm. their uh, oh yeah like Mandalorian their, <clears throat> too has well been, I, yeah. because the original two are just Abbott and Costello right they're literally just doing mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello right interesting yeah. or Laurel and Hardy I forget which one's the one where the tall guy's the straight man. I think uh, it might be Laurel and Hardy. They might be Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're doing Laurel and Hardy. That's the extent of their characters. Right. But like by the time uh like Two Dicks is in charge of one of the voices, yeah. Like that dude, that character's great. Like that character's yeah. Oh, because like, oh, you also you get you do get an early glimpse of the robot. I don't know if it was that robot, but or that droid robot <laughs> that um would accompany on Rogue One, the um that build of oh, the, that's what's her that's name, Tudic. isn't that Tudic? Oh, is, is it? T- yeah, and then what? What's her name? That's uh, Alan Bridges Tudic, I think, doing the voice. Bridges uh, Weller is uh yeah, so he's doing the voice for, but I don't know if it's that particular droid that ends up. Oh, that company. we see in this one. I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, no, I don't think it is. They're they're all they're all they're all identical, right? But that's a big deal, like you were saying about future watching Star Wars, like what this does for you if you continue with it based on this, because Star Wars was pretty committed to seeming very kiddie, right? A lot of people were writing it off to like very yeah. childish stuff no, or whatever. No casual sex in, in most, if not all Star Wars. Right. Movies. Well, and then yeah. so then that means, though, you got to you got to probably trade out droids. And like we got one really like that we know we some grown up droids, you're saying. No, no, no. It's fine. No. I'm saying that's fine to have that as the one holdover that we don't overuse. You know, it's not really overused. It's used as like when we need to have that little like dog, like a dog in the scene, you know, like yeah, a, it's feel a, good. It's a, same Remember, the cat character. From Solo, yeah. we did one sexualized robot um, that um, uh, I did not the, see Solo. B- Billy D. Williams got a little cozy with. Um, oh, okay. Mm. 
Yeah. I mean, if anybody was going to have sex on in Star Wars for fun, it's either Han Solo or uh, what is Billy D. Williams' character? Yeah, uh, it's in the Cloud, Cloud City. Do you remember that, Dan? When they when yeah, alluded, that sounds familiar. Alluded to um, Carlisian because yeah, it's played by Donald Glover, right? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Carlisian. No, Lando. 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 Yeah, like a little sass to her, and she was talking to. Um, uh, the the other girl about and he was trying to make time with that little robot pleasing <laughs> you know yeah he was a little pleasure okay. had, that's like, technically not that sex, was a little bit a robot yeah it was a little more PG uh, thirteen movie for sure yeah that, like, and Lando yeah. is like a sexy character right he's like yeah. he was hitting Schlaf. on Leia as soon as she came in he's like doesn't even yeah. tell yeah. Darth you said I could keep Leia or something like that. Even in like <laughs> Rise of Skywalker, like tell her I said hello. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, bro, bro. Let's go. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Lando's no. great. Lando's All right, great. what else? Anything? Any last? Uh, I think we're coming to the end. Yeah. It sounds like you might have something else, Yanni. No, I just I was just really really you know uh, blown away, floored. Um, you called it a political spy thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, what other, what other shows are in that genre? Uh, well, we're talking CIA about the, stuff, the or, Americans, uh, yeah, uh, undercover uh, Russian agents that are here to spy on Americans and report back. Yeah, anything uh, about anything about spies and uh, I think the Americans is the is the easiest. That's a good example. Right? Yeah, that's Russians pretty... here in America pretending to be Americans but getting into all sorts of violent encounters. Yeah, perhaps maybe if you had something that was a little more. Uh, political. I'd say Jack Ryan, even actually. Jack new, Ryan, for sure. The new Jack Ryan show. But I'm it's... also trying to think of something that's like maybe domestic because there's a lot of this stuff that takes place in like yeah. a like a like a neighborhood. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that kind of stuff. You know, government involved uh, spy crap with guns yeah. and sex. It was it was a thrill ride and uh, not just for action. Um, and no. there's a whole different uh, just thing for the star wars universe and i don't interested to see how that how that builds i don't know what major projects are in the in the works um but it's, it's in the hands of tiki i guess um to take the the next sorry, taika? Taika? taika tiki 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 tour taika? So you're watching that tiki taki soccer for the Brazil's is. playing is that what you've been watching there wait is. what is so, taika doing taking what he has, I read for the for the film, like the next big film, I guess, for Star Wars. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think I knew that. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. So he's got Marvel already, and I think he's done with Marvel probably now. But um, oh yeah, he got in a fight with um with uh, Hemsworth. Uh, yeah, over oh. the girl. Uh, oh wow! Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know, Hemsworth, of course. No yeah. one's create. No one's surprised that Hemsworth. But Taika is uh basically a god, apparently. Yeah. The go read some of the stories of what Taika gets up into, and you're gonna be like, oh, so he can just do whatever he wants, and and everybody's like, yeah, 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 me too, please. Yeah. Um. So we're all gonna be on board for the next season of this, I'm guessing, right? Big time. Oh yeah. Good. Yeah, for sure. Are man. you guys gonna be excited to find out that Clea is actually Princess Leia? Well, I'm just trying to think of the say, timing. There's no way. Yeah, I'm just no saying. Nice maybe try. at some point, maybe they do want an actress to take on that that role that can do stuff that's younger. Oh, maybe. 
Maybe they use the, the, no, the, you can't use the and same actress. I'm not going to lie. They don't look entirely unsimilar. Yeah. They're right. not very, un, they look alike. Well, yeah. they can't recast her as Leia. Why well, not? she was a little girl in, what was that? Um, the What's little it? girl's not going to play that her. Was, She's a tiny well, little girl. But yeah, that what was, was the time? What's the time like? Timeline like? Uh, I guess it does work, huh? Like yeah, for her well, to age. Uh, I don't have know. Aged? She might have to be an adult already. She wouldn't be. No, yeah, there. no. She has to be an adult already because we're not that we're far right before from Rogue One, episode where four. she receives the plans from. Yeah. yeah. She's a senator's daughter. She wouldn't be working at a shop. But and... oh, but she's a spy, Yanni. She's not there. <laughs> but she wasn't this involved. I don't think meet. in all this. Like, yeah, they're not, maybe, she's not doing the job because she's got to pay rent. That's She's doing it because Luthen is running the rebellion and she's. We may, is, some, we may indeed see some Layla. Uh, Layla uh, some, no, Layla. oh, I don't think that this girl is actually Leia. I just yeah. don't think that the. I think that the reasons people come up with for her not being Leia are not good reasons. This is um, Andor's five years before Rogue One. So she could totally. She has to be so an maybe. adult. She oh, she adult. has to be an adult? Well, well, I mean, she's not she that old, though. How old would you say she is at 21? when she receives the plans? 21? 20. Because, like, Luke, I'm thinking of her and Luke, obviously the same age, right? And Luke is, like, a little guy. <clears throat> I guess he's, like, 17 when they pick him up off of and they're Alderaan. Twi they're twins, right? Right. So, so he's 17, 17 when they pick him up off Alderaan. So she's too young, then, that would mean. Yeah, she might be too young. She, she might be too young yeah. to be this late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good try. Nice try. All right. All right. Whatever. You're going to see. There's a lot of people <laughs> online talking about it. I'm not the only one. I'm sure there is. There's always people talking on that dang thing. I'm going to send you a tweet where they put pictures of her looking exactly the same next to each other. It's <laughs> pretty good. All right. Good. Oh, also, too, last thing. I was today years old when I realized that uh, Mon Mothma was the, that that was the same Mon Mothma from, um, from all the movies. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh. From all the movies. From the Senator. old movies, even. So now yeah. it's yeah. all the movies. Oh yeah, she's in the original. She's in the original yeah. trilogy. Oh wow, Mamata's running. Her and the her and it's a trap. They're the two bosses of the rebellion. Mm. Yeah, right. She, give, oh, she yeah. give the pins. Okay. She pins the medals at the end or no? Mm. Is that her? Maybe I don't, I don't know about that. She's there. She's right. definitely on that stage. Oh okay. Wow. But yeah, Crazy. go look up Mon Mothma in the original trilogy. She's there. She's wearing her big long weird dress. Okay, good. I got to check it. All right. So all right. next season, we're going to be back talking about Mon Mothma, Princess Leia, and all the other characters on Andor. Till then, adios. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye. Now, just watch.